0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living.
1: You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gale Rose and Ahanu. Good morning. How's everybody today on this beautiful Saturday morning in San Diego, California? A little bit overcast today, Ahano, and getting warm. I hear the week's going to burn us alive this week with the Santa Ana winds. I'm not looking forward to that. How about you?
0: No, but, you know, when you talk about the weather, it always reminds me, of course, of the episode that we did. When we talked about predictions and prophecies and all of that kind of thing, because that's what the weatherman, of course, does. And today we want to bring in a new subject where we manifest certain outcomes by what we try to predict or what we hear is predicted. And we're going to counteract all of those negative manifestations with the good news that's happening around the world. Like when somebody says we're going to have a great day tomorrow, we usually do. (laughs)
1: yeah we are going to talk about the positive things that go on uh, in our world that have been going on actually as a result of new inventions and new things people are doing so even though even though our normal media uh, reports an onslaught of negativity and we're not denying that negative things are going on we're certainly not denying that but instead of always talking about that We did think that we would let people know of all the positive things that are going on as well. But first, Tahano, since tomorrow is Mother's Day, we do have to acknowledge all the moms out there and the feminine principle and the whole beautiful way that we do give birth and we do nurture. Do you have anything to say? your Your mom is... Uh, 94 years old over in ireland and my mom is i think 83 up in massachusetts
0: yeah she's a, a great ripe age absolutely and despite all the the negative things that she and the likes of her have come through in terms of world wars uh two world wars she came through and uh changes of currency Changes, countless changes of governments, changes of popes and all <laughs> kinds of religious leaders. Yes. And yet they, they still survive and the food also, how it has changed on the negative side, but yet their bodies remain strong and continue to thrive into that ripe old age. So this is all something that really encourages us and drives us not to get lost In the negative predictions side of it because in lots of ways as we've seen and is scientifically and medically shown that the stresses we bring upon ourselves that we create inside our own heads as well as those in the environment lead to a degradation whereas we also know that the powerful loving thoughts also lead to that sense of happiness and joy and longevity. So there's all kinds of good things for us to talk about today.
1: I know. I just want to go back, though, to your mom to mention this. She did walk everywhere, Honnold. Tell me how many miles she used to make you children walk every day.
0: Oh, I know. It's a funny thing, you know, when I think back on it now. And that is that whenever we went anywhere, we didn't possess a car, so we walked everywhere. And that might be three and four and five and six miles a day, depending and this wasn't necessarily to go shopping or to bring in water or whatever might have been the necessities of the day. This would be where she'd say, let's go for a walk. We go to the woods, we go to the, to the, to the hills, we go to the, wherever. And we would just go off walking. And I have fond memories of meeting workmen along the roads who'd have their billy cans heating tea over an open fire on the side of the road and we'd stop with them and talk with them and have fun with them and then go on walk another few miles. (laughs) But as you say, this might well be one of the contributory factors that they did walk everywhere Mm -hmm. and they did do all of that kind of thing with health and happiness in mind and not speed and shortcuts. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for that.
1: There's a lot to be said for it. That's why you have the most handsomest legs I've ever seen in my life, Ahano. I won't tell everybody, but I just did. Oh didn't my god! I?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just as well we're on radio and not video.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So the good news, Ahano, and we do invite anyone who's listening. If you do have a story of something wonderful that you know about, do call us at eight zero five three two nine. Zero. no, oh, I got that wrong. Eight zero five two nine two zero three four nine. Is that right? Huh? Eight zero five two nine two zero three four nine. Don't be shy. Call us up today. You can tell us a mother's story, or you can talk to us about a good story. But I'm going to start with my good stories. All right. So here's a here's a and these are all little news things that have come in. Everyone. So. All right. This one says uh, whale hunt canceled. Okay, so the, the government of Japan have canceled plans to hunt whales in Antarctica's win, uh, waters. In Antarctica's waters, okay. This is the first time in over a century that no whales will be hunted in the Southern Ocean. How do you think that? The whales of the Southern Ocean are not going to be hunted this year for the first time in over a century after the government of Japan has officially cancelled the planned hunt this year. Now, why would they do that, uh-huh
0: Well, do you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with that. Not only for the sake of the whales, but also because primarily it shows to me A sense of common sense that's coming in in general across the world. And we'll see that verified by some of the other stories too. But when you consider that somebody might hunt whales to extinction for their blubber or their fat or whatever delicacy, it really goes against the principle of common sense. And and yet, countries have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's only now that we're beginning to realize that this is this is a form of licensed madness. And I don't make any apologies for it. I'm absolutely delighted that, however the decision came about, whether it was international pressure, or whether it was local pressure on the Japanese, or whether it was just that growth of awareness that said, we can't do this anymore, we got to think of something else.
1: Well, I'm sure it was a result of some type of pressure. Um, but it's, it was celebratory news because I myself has, have swam with whales, as you know, Hannah. And, uh, those creatures are just magnificent. I mean, not only are they beautiful and huge, much bigger than you could ever imagine, but they all have their families and we, found that when we'd put the hydrophone down into the water to listen to them talk on rainy days when we were out there in the dinghy and you actually can hear the little community speaking you can hear the father the mother the child you can tell the difference and they actually have their conversations just like we have our conversations so it was quite amazing to actually hear that and really just drive it home that in fact every animal In the world, you know, loves its family. You know, we've seen that with cows. You know, I had a time in New Mexico where where I lived in New Mexico, and a cow got caught in our yard overnight. And uh, I was woken up about six o'clock in the morning because I kept hearing this mooing going on. And when I woke up, the whole herd, you know, had surrounded uh, our home, talking back and forth to the cow that was stuck in our yard. And so immediately, of course, I went to open the gate and it got frightened by seeing me and ended up jumping over our fence, which was amazing in and of itself. But, you know, you really start to see the love that's shared. Uh, And, you know, we mentioned that this is Mother's Day, but mothers, especially with whales, when we were out in the whales, um, if a mother had a calf, uh, we had to be stay away from them in other words we couldn't get in the water with her because she would be very 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 protective but i did get to um actually uh one was pretty deep a mother and her cow was a bit of a distance away from us i did get to get in the water briefly and uh, peek at the two of them through my uh, mask and i have to tell you that They love their calves so much, and so do all animals really love their offspring. So you are right. When we go steal animals from their moms or we massacre them, um, there's a horrible grief, horrible grief that happens. And I think we all need to just really be very aware of that, not just with our domestic animals, but with all sorts of other animals that are out there and sea creatures. <clears throat> so, yeah so that was very very good news now ahano you're going to think this next good news is silly but uh, i'm going to tell our listeners because there's many of us who want to get off a white flour and gmo sugars and all of that so there was a recipe that came in ahano it's only three ingredients it's a three ingredient oatmeal cookie and I want all our listeners to write this down because...
0: Sounds great.
1: Here's the ingredients. Two ripe bananas mashed. One cup of quick-cooking oats uncooked. Mm-hmm. One quarter cup of raisins, coconut, chopped nuts, or chocolate chips. hmm Okay. Heat your oven to 350. In a bowl, combine your mashed banana, oats, and your add-in ingredient or ingredients spoon tablespoons of the mixture onto a cookie sheet and bake for 15 minutes just until the edges are brown now hano if that's not good news i don't know what is
0: now i can see i was going to ask how does this make it into the good news stories that we're talking about today i was expecting them all to be environmental or political or, or or sociological or something and you bring in Chocolate.
1: Three ingredients. I don't (laughs) see. This is why this is good news. Not only is it three ingredients. Okay. There's no sugar added. There's no flour added. I'll read it again for people who didn't get it. Two ripe bananas mashed. Of course, you can increase if you're gonna double the recipe or whatever. Two ripe bananas mashed. One cup of quick cooking oats, uncooked, and add in whatever you want. Basically, it says uh, spoon, tablespoons. Uh, or a quarter cup of raisins, or coconut, or chopped nuts, or chocolate chips. I think I'd put the coconut, nuts, and chocolate chips in there and leave out the raisins. So you're going to heat your oven to 350, and you're just going to drop that little mixture by tablespoons on your cookie sheet, and you're going to cook for 15 minutes. And it's healthy for the kids. Not only is it easy, but it's very healthy for the children. But
0: embedded in that angel rose, isn't there not? other great news stories like for example various school school districts insisting on healthy food for the school children isn't there the removal of genetically modified foods from certain states and certain countries? I was going
1: to get to that, Ahano. You're rushing ahead.
0: <laughs> I knew it was going somewhere. You know, you being I'm,
1: a man may not appreciate that <laughs>
0: recipe, but us mothers... I knew it wasn't just about a recipe. Our
1: mothers, us mothers and us women, and uh, think that that's a great recipe. And you being the recipient of such a cookie would also find delight in it since you try to watch what you eat as well
0: and would i be of the mind that my world has just been rocked my world has changed for the better when i have such a cookie
1: yes okay everyone here's the next piece of good news and i this is a great good news because it's um springboards off of a, a prior invention but it says there is a new billboard design. I believe this is in South America, everybody, in Peru. There's a new billboard design that can purify 100,000 cubic meters of air every day and substitutes polluted air with fresh air. The first billboard has been installed in a notoriously polluted area in Lima, where particles from traffic and construction give the city one of the worst levels of air pollution in South America. According to the data collected during one week in March, the structure purified nearly 500,000 cubic meters of air. What do you think about that, Ahana?
0: Wow, I am very impressed with that.
1: That is amazing, isn't it? Because look at the air quality, and especially with the chemtrail business going on, which somebody wrote me this morning and wanted me to check the records she had a variety of questions about chemtrails but here okay this is the same company by the way that created uh, a way to pull the atmosphere uh, let's see okay let me finish reading this it says the technology relies on the use of water which filters bacteria and particles these harmful elements are then used to analyze air pollution which is again a great uh, proving once again that billboards can be more than roadside attractions and marketing tools, UTEC developed a technology that tackles some of the most pressing global issues: air pollution and shortage of drinkable water. Their project demonstrates that billboards and public signs can play a vital role in battling the consequence of climate change. And environmental destruction and can be transformed into a new type of physical infrastructure this is the same company ahano that developed as i was starting to say the technology that could pull water out of the atmosphere we saw that remember i think it was used in a poor country that didn't have much water and we saw the water dripping down um, in this faucet into these buckets and the people were able to have gallons of drinking water per day from some technology that was taking uh, water out of the atmosphere, purifying it, and then allowing them to drink.
0: Didn't they also make it look very uh, environmentally uh, appealing? They made it look as if it was part of the environment. In other words, it wasn't some gawky structure. They actually built it and manufactured it in such a way that it appeared to be part of the environment it was absolutely wonderful actually great news and wasn't tied in with that angel rose some other company in europe somewhere developing or building these skyscrapers that had were mostly trees isn't that right there were trees growing you're running ahead of me
1: (laughs) stop reading my mind this happens all the time with a twin by the way i have to I have to say, you know, you no sooner get a word out. He's he's back here reading my mind and going ahead. He hasn't even seen my list,
0: and he's reading what's on. I know. This can be a good thing or a bad thing. Actually, it's a good thing. And here we are, you know, going with good news. It's not only me, and it's not only you. I think it's happening all over the world. The people are tuning in telepathically more and more to each other. And this is one of the great developments, too. I won't go off on a tangent on you now, but, of course we will never be able to cover all of the wonderful developments that are taking place in this short little episode.
1: Well, now that you're mentioning it, though, with the telepathy, that is one thing. You are right, that because of the cosmic energies that are out there, people are becoming more telepathic. So here's here's how we can put this in perspective. Just like what I just read about this company developing a solution to air pollution, really, and to shortage of drinkable water. I mean, we are, when we look at, you know, the destruction in our environment that's been going on, and certainly the air has told us even that it needs more elements. I find that interesting. What we seem to be able to do as humans with the technology that we have today is create solutions to just about every problem that we've created. And I think that is pretty amazing. And this is the way of life. We all need to be reminded that even in areas where there's been huge destruction, you know, forests that have burned down or, uh, well, what do we look at? We look at forests that have burned where a few years later there's tropical new growth in there. There's lush foliage. There's new trees. We look at the burn in Ireland that still has wild orchids growing out of the rock, uh, even though it had been underwater a long time ago. Life does seem to have a way to fix its problems. And what's good about this, though, is that humans are actually fixing the problems. And this is not this is only one example of the inventions that are going on um, to fix problems that we've created that make it look like our world is going down the tubes. You know, the opposite is actually occurring if people could see beneath the surface and kind of know what's going on. So let me read another one. I don't know. On May 9th, the BBC News reported that it has shown that pine martens, which is an animal, you're going to have to describe that animal because I don't know what it is, okay? Has, okay. A new report has shown pine martens are starting to recolonize the south of Scotland after being absent for mo- most of the area for nearly 200 years. The Scottish Natural Heritage Study and the Vincent Wildlife Trust found them in three areas. Alright, so uh, the survey coordinator Lizzie Cruz described the discovery of the rare animals as very significant. Okay, now. What are pine martens? Did you look it up, hunter to see what kind of animal they yes, actually they're, are?
0: they're much better known in Europe than they are in the United States. I'm not sure, actually, are there any in the United I've States? I've never I haven't, heard of them. Yeah, I haven't heard of them either. But it's a, it's a small animal, about the size of a domestic cat. But it does belong to the animal order of mink and otter, and uh, the badger, the wolverine, and, and the weasel. It belongs to that family and it's a small very rare animal of course so to have them coming back in that particular yeah, area after
1: 200 years it's a
0: wonderful thing really is
1: okay well and i put that in there because you know when we get all upset about extinction of animals you know i just think that anything's possible these creatures can come back and again it's evidence that life keeps renewing itself okay here's another fun fact huh? in america today a home or business goes solar every four minutes.
0: Isn't that amazing? And didn't the White House just install solar uh, panels on the roof? They now, did, wasn't yes.
1: That? It says <laughs> the White House today, President Obama announced the completion of a solar panel installation on part of the roof. It's probably just over his bedroom, Mahana, or over his yeah. living quarters. It's probably not over the whole thing, but it makes the point it yes, makes the point
0: lead by example there you go
1: yes and of course we know that that is fantastic news every 4 minutes i thought that was pretty impressive nahono that means there is quite a movement towards solar energy there
0: is yeah and again it's it's been long awaited when you consider that there is so much sunshine in most of the world Not so much in Ireland. Except Syracuse, New York or Rochester, (laughs) Yes, certain parts. (laughs) Parts uh, of the East Coast. And uh, just several weeks ago, we were joking with some of our listeners there who had come on and talked to... Because we always introduced the show with some weather report and how beautiful it is in San Diego and the sunshine and so on. And they were complaining how overcast it was where they were and rain and so on. But in general, though, I'm talking about there is so much sunshine that it is about time. It was tapped and used right. for good, for good like that well, for energy. Well, certainly in
1: California there should be a lot more than we see. Absolutely, I mean we don't see very many. You know, I don't think we see very many solar homes going but on in it, neighborhoods it, or anything it like that. Something that
0: really struck us as we were driving south from east to west on many of our road trips across the United States to see so many homes without solar energy
1: i know and the warmer you got down in new mexico and yeah in uh, uh, arizona those places should you know, all have solar and
0: none of them had yeah, yeah especially
1: was... what we stopped in tombstone and we're, and we're almost burnt to a crisp there's no reason why <laughs> people could not in tombstone have a plethora of electricity with solar energy
0: that's exactly right yeah so these are some of the new developments that are taking place and of course Obama leading the field there with installing the solar panels on the roof of the it's White the House. That's the least he
1: could do, of The <laughs> one good thing he's done in his whole six years. Okay, now we also find that many states, Vermont has passed a law to label GMO foods. France has banned them completely. I do believe other countries in Europe have banned GMOs also. I think China has as well. So that is gaining 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 you know in uh, recognition thank god because as anybody knows who has really looked into gmo foods not only do they destroy your own digestion and your liver but they are horrible for the environment and for our insects Uh, they're just a
0: bad thing all in all and affecting the bees and as we have seen recently too there are various petitions around to try and help the bee populations around the world because they've been suffering badly, really, really badly over the last number of years. And in some places, the entire bee population and the hives of the beekeepers have been decimated. And it's generally because of insecticides and pesticides and all this kind of thing. That...
1: But there's a solution with our friends at Granite Planet Ahano. What's the website? Granite-Planet.net, I believe. That's it. Uh, It's a crop circle essence website, but they have created a crop circle essence for the bees. And if you look it up, uh, it actually, the man has used the essence himself because uh, his name is Brian Chrissy. He did have his hives decimated in North Carolina, as did many of his neighbors. And he bought a new hive and he kept it quarantined and he fed it uh, water sugar water with this crop circle essence within it for the bees and his hives have thrived and um, he's, he's he's basically given it to neighbors and their hives are thriving so it's a correction it's a good, another good news that out yes. of a problem we've created a
0: solution but here's another thing too angel rose that i do want to bring up you know the one thing that sells newspapers and television programs all around the world is bad news this is what everybody hones in on they want to get the scoop on the the latest story the bad news story the latest devastation the latest accident the latest conflict and there's no there seems that there's no market for us in terms of putting out any good news stories but we believe that there is and it's not that we're looking for subscribers or payment or anything it's really to get it into people's heads that that focusing on negative stuff creates negative stuff it's like that old adage that we all familiar with that says birds of a feather flock together so if your mind is in the gutter that's what you will attract and we would love to see the likes of these good news stories propagating because they're good news stories, not because of any other reason. And they do need to get out there. People do need to be encouraged. And people do need to feel and believe that this world is not, as you said earlier, Angel, going down the tubes or in a handbasket, as they say.
1: Well, You know, what I always see when I go into the records and I look at things is, once again, we're not denying that there's nasty corruption going on in the world and all of that fact that's part of the good news is that all of that is being exposed so you know that's what we have seen not only have we seen the exposure of religions with the misuse of children we've uh, seen the corruption in governments and the banking system but the thing is is most people get very fearful i mean we know ourselves from the questions people ask uh, in our akashic groups that they're still very worried about their survival they're worried about the food they're worried about the financial system collapsing. So we can acknowledge that all that all of that is going on, but what Source has always shown me and said is that the change in the solutions had to come from within the people. And that's what we're finding in these inventions that are being created, and there's a lot more, by the way, um, because, as we know, we did a show uh, probably a month ago on Miron Kesh, the nuclear physicist uh, whose life had been threatened, And he has freely given away all of his material, all of his plans and his uh, ways that he has created free energy. He's given them away to every country in the world. He's made them public for citizens everywhere. And here's a guy who actually has basically found out how life gets created from thin air. I mean, not only does he have technology to clean all waters, all oceans, radiation out of anything, but he has also figured out how things become material, and he found that it's through a plasma field. So even he has donated at this time period all of his information, uh, precisely because his life is being threatened. He didn't want the stuff to be burned like it was in the pa- like it has been in the past when people like him come around. But the point is, is that's a huge discovery. He's gone way beyond Tesla because he has figured out at a very subtle level how things actually get created, how they come together and become a material. So in that information that he has is the cure for every single illness as well. That's huge. That's very, very huge. And because he's given it away to all countries, he also has technology in there that can totally debunk a missile in midair. And if every country were to develop that technology, there would be no more war because nobody's missiles would have any effect. Of course, that can also be applied to any biological uh, virus that gets created because since he knows how to neutralize any illness by matching the frequency through plasma, he can totally neutralize any illness. So this this is huge. He's huge. Uh, again, his name is Miran Kesh. I think it's M-E-H-R-A-N-K-E-S-C-H-E. If anyone's interested in looking up Miron.
0: K-E-S-H-E. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to take a very, very quick break there, Angel Rose, and we will be right back after this.
1: This is the Art of Living Well
0: Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living.
1: You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Rose and Ahanu. everyone welcome back to the show today and once again we are appreciating and loving all of the mothers present and passed on on every level we thank them for continuing life and all its wonder okay now the other thing i had here ahanu when we were talking about all the good things that are going on is haven't we seen so many posts about animals being friendly to each other animals that should be enemies that are not i just saw a picture this morning of a polar bear hugging a wolf
0: wow that the wolf was sitting
1: in front of it it's had its paws around it and it was hugging can you imagine that huh Jeez. wow but we're seeing that everywhere we're seeing um dogs rescuing you know strange animals or animals like i say that should be bunnies or what was that story one time of a cat that uh, took in an orphaned uh, group of ducks, little baby ducks, right. and those ducks started nursing off of her along with her own kittens. She had just had her own litter.
0: Isn't that bizarre?
1: I mean, can you imagine? I didn't even mm-hmm. know ducks could nurse. A I guess I never really thought about how are they fed when they're
0: small. Oh, they don't, usually. It's not their It's not their pattern. You know, they're born out of an egg. And they forage from day one. They don't nurse. This is what's bizarre. And then you have dogs rescuing deer and cats, as you say, with with birds uh, that they wouldn't. They would normally kill with the movement uh, that attracts them and rises their instinct. But no, they're nurturing them instead. And you know, we've come across people also who tend to live in a kind of a negative framework in their mind, and they've said to us. You know, this this business about uh, growth of awareness is nonsense. You know, this business about um, spirituality growing is nonsense. Uh, w- there's no evidence of it anywhere. But you just open your eyes and it's evident everywhere. Yes. Yes.
1: Well, and we've also seen corporations changing the way they do business. Ahana. There are, we even know some people, they are changing businesses around to make them more spiritual in concept, more cooperative, uh, less about the competitive role model and more about how can it be a win-win for everyone. So those things are going on as well in the world.
0: And we're seeing that very much pioneered in this area close to us in Silicon Valley where a a lot of the dot-com bubble burst there some years past. The young entrepreneurs are recognizing the need for profit sharing and the need for shared business decisions being made by everybody involved. And it's it's breeding a new way of doing business. It's breeding a whole new psychology of how commerce happens in our world. And I welcome that totally. I think it's really, really wonderful. This kind of shared management, shared profits, shared goals, um, shared responsibility, no hierarchy. You know, in some ways, it's kind of a funny throwback, if you like, to the Knights of the Round Table with King Arthur and that, you know, where they, where they believed that everybody was equal, one for all and all for one kind of approach. But there's merit in that. And From a business point of view, that was always shunned because somebody wanted to have the power. Somebody wanted to wield the power over everybody else. And that's changing. And it's really, really one of the wonderful and welcome developments that we're seeing going on right now. But here's the difficulty. Because we're not used to that, we don't know what format that should take. you know. So for that reason, we're finding now a whole new breed of entrepreneur that's going out there into companies and showing them how to grow their business spiritually yeah how to grow their business in a way that is environmentally friendly that is friendly to their employees that shares everything and they're finding that not only is it profitable for the entrepreneur who's doing that but it it's seen that there is a huge change in the fortunes and the outcomes for the companies who do take that on and I think that's really, really fabulous development.
1: It is. In fact, it kind of goes along with the general movement of a lot of the world where they don't want war. And I am relating that to the business. Because in a way, you could say that the sort of greed and competitive world that we have been in is a type of war. It's a war between companies. It's a war between businesses. So, But the collective seems to be moving toward. You know, we don't want any more war. It's how we averted the war in Syria. Everybody started uprising and complaining. And indeed, that does have its place with a lot of the changes that are going on. as people are not sitting down. Uh, just even in Ireland, you have all the Irish people protesting, uh, putting in these water meters, these smart meters in Ireland and charging for water. Um. They're really up in arms about it. Everything I've been reading, they're, they're just really have it set that they do not believe that water, first of all, should be charged. I know you've never had your water charged in Ireland. We've always had it charged here. But not only that, it's the smart meters, which anybody who's out there, we should say this room briefly, is their, uh, smart meters that they've replaced your analog Electric meters with smart meters, those smart meters give off a lot of radiation. A lot of people are getting sick from having them. Um, They can affect an area one to two miles in radius. So a lot of people are finding they're getting ill, they're getting dizzy, they can't sleep well, uh, they are cancer-causing. And in California alone, they have passed a law where you can opt out of your smart meter. In other words, you can request that they come and take that out and put the analog meter back in. Now, what they do is they do charge you a $10 a month fee. I think they might charge you an initial fee to take it out and then a $10 ongoing fee uh, just for not having it. And I think that's because a person will now have to come out and read your meter, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but. It, to me, it's worth it to get that out of your house um, so that your family can be healthier. So let's just put that in there. The, the
0: The dangers that have been well documented at this stage are really that it's like having a cell phone tower in your home because it broadcasts up and down the street to collect data on your usage and so on, as well as transmit that information 24-7. To the energy company, so this is what people are complaining about that this electromagnetic energy is now right outside their homes that heretofore was in cell towers and here and before that again didn't exist, so people are starting to find that their health is suffering, and again, that's not hearsay. There is plenty of documented evidence about that, and there that's a good news story too that people are getting the courage to say no they're getting the to say uh-uh you're not putting that in my house you know i've
1: this... heard stories of people who've actually put locks on their electric meters similar to when they lock your tire you know if you're parking in a wrong place on the street they put some sort of lock on their meter and also apartment complexes who are smart enough to know what these things do have put cages around their meters so that these guys can't come in because they've just been coming in and changing the meters without really letting people have a choice
0: yeah or
1: letting them know you know really the the damages i mean they're making it sound like it's a wonderful new convenience yeah
0: it is and this is how they sell it but we do need to be careful too angel rose because you are talking about ownership here in lots of ways and there is a danger of crossing the boundaries you know yes a person will own their home but the energy company owns the meter so they actually have built in somewhere along the line some bylaw or some rules that they can come to service their own equipment and for that reason when you lock it up and prevent them from doing that you you can be committing some kind of uh, a breach of their rules and regulations so just to say that do be careful about that don't don't damage anybody's property even though you may think it's your own. I don't think the own.
1: property is damaged. It's just that they're not letting them replace right, the they, analog with the digital. There will
0: be rules and regulations that allow them to have access to their own equipment. So when you talk about putting locks on it, that's not necessarily the right thing to do. It's simply to tell them, hey, take this thing out and replace it with something that's safe to my health. That's really the issue. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and they do have a right to refuse it. This is the point. The problem is, is people don't even know they're putting them in
0: they yes. cha- they people don't even know it's, they're changing them it's done by stealth. that's the part that's not yes and cool. then there was other another thing i saw too that some energy companies are doing they're actually saying to to certain people along the the streets that hey if you if uh, we will put this particular model into your home it's bigger than the rest of them and it'll give you all these extra benefits right and they don't necessarily spell out exactly what those benefits are but what it does is it's like a main, um, um, what would you call it, a, a, a main station, if you like, that transmits over a wider area, or maybe even collects the data from the sub meters, if you know what I mean. It would be like a central yeah. one. It's even stronger, in other words. So they are telling those people, and they're saying, this is this is of extra benefit to you. You know, you're kind of a prized neighbor neighbor in this neighborhood here and you're going to get all these extra benefits by installing this particular device you know but anyway that's here's the thing awareness you know and knowing that you have the power to say no and more and more people are actually getting that that's a wonderful development you know it's not something that you're going to hear in the news oh certain people in this neighborhood said no you know you're not going to hear that kind of news but it is coming up more and more and more and more and more and more people are Finding that courage within themselves to say no to this madness, which is what it is.
1: It is madness, for sure. All right, Ahana, what about all the pyramid discoveries around the world? I mean, every time you turn around, they're discovering a new pyramid in another country.
0: Yes, and they're discovering giants and discovering skulls with elongated skulls and that kind of thing. I find all that fascinating.
1: Especially some of these pyramids are underwater, some of these pyramids are. In Africa, I mean, and in shown, Russia, they yeah. are all over the world. They're in America. And, you know, the thing is, is they all seem to be becoming active where they've measured energy coming out of the tops of these pyramids, even if they're underwater.
0: Didn't we see that ourselves in Ireland coming out of the top of that me- megalithic monument called Newgrange? That's right. We actually saw it ourselves uh, with the benefit of our third insight and being able to see that energy and I actually painted it in a picture called the Spirit of Newgrange yes it is very evident in more and more countries around the world and it always why it fascinates me is because coming from the school where we were always taught from the religious perspective that the world really only began when Christianity started. You know, 2,000 years ago was when everything started, as far as we're concerned. And many people still have that belief. And I find that more and more incredible, considering the, this, these newfound pieces of evidence that show that some of these structures are 14,000 years ago and 15,000 years ago and 26,000 years ago and so on.
1: Well, we've got stuff being discovered that's three hundred thousand years ago. I mean, we we're going back into the ancient history, but that was one of the things that was prophesied was that we would um, that all this truth and and this these discoveries would surface. Okay, so here's the other thing that has surfaced: there have been ancient texts found that do say that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. Okay, and that he had children with her. There's ancient texts that they're discovering, old scrolls that have been discovered that have proven that. And a most recent, uh, actually it wasn't discovered recently, I think it was discovered in 1997 or something, but it's just now, are they coming out with saying that they verified that this is a true text? It actually
0: Uh, says... Angel Rose, here's the thing. That might be good news for us but it may not be good news.
1: I know, but we have to report it anyway. (laughs) For
0: various institutions around the world. It
1: actually says, he knows what I'm going to say, that's why, is that Jesus was not crucified. That another thief was crucified in his place. This ancient text, and we've seen pictures of it, it's a really old leather, it's got gold writing on it. They have finally proven that it is a a true document. It's, It's not a hoax.
0: Apparently, it does have the Vatican worried. But it does
1: have the Vatican yeah. worried. In fact, the Vatican has asked, uh, I forgot who has it—has asked to review it and take a look at it. I just hope they don't steal it, uh. Yeah. But anyway, I'm well, put it under wraps. The... Before
0: you go on, Doangie Rose, let's deal with this because it, this is very important. Do you know when we were saying a short while ago when we were talking about smart meters that you do have the power to say no? Everybody also has the power to question something. And I have documented this in my own book called The Reincarnation of Columbus, where I talked about being brought up in holy Catholic Ireland. And whenever you ask questions, you were always told the line, oh, this is what we are led to believe. You see, this is the key. We're, we're led to believe everything, including our history. And we never question it. We never once ask Is this true? Could it be true? Could there be another possibility? How do you know that? Where's the evidence for that? And we just accept blindly what King James said when he rewrote the Bible, or somebody else said when they rewrote the Bible or other sacred scriptures. And we really do need to start questioning these beliefs. Where do they come from and why are they the way they are? And this raises wonderful new possibilities for all of us. And this is where, when I mentioned about the entrepreneurs in uh, arising out of Silicon Valley and various other places around the world too, where they're saying, there must be another way, there must be a better way. And if I choose not to believe that or believe it, or what are the alternatives? And with questioning of that nature, they're actually discovering whole new energy sources, whole new ways of doing business, whole new ways of thinking. That is no longer restrictive. And I think that's probably one of the best news stories of all times when you consider that many people might be worried and as we've heard and we've seen headlines that shows that the Vatican is worried about it. But why be worried about something like that? Yeah.
1: You know what? yeah. Huh? Because you, they've been lying all this time. That's
0: the only reason somebody
1: I know I'm saying very harsh things, but you you and I have done enough research and been exposed to enough information to to know that there's some validity in um you know well you know the church is is got its level of corruption and it's just the facts but we're not saying anything against jesus at all in fact i find that it is absolutely liberating to entertain the idea and let's just say entertain the idea that maybe Jesus wasn't crucified, and what are the implications of that? Uh, actually, what the book does go on to say is that he did ascend into light, he did leave into light when he did go, okay, he just was not crucified and then ascended um that he was masterful enough to take his body with him when he did leave the planet, so it doesn't take away the whole process of ascension of the physical body. And that's fantastic. But I think why this is so important is because in in our old paradigm, we mentioned this one week, we have been focusing on people, the system, the world, as an archetype has been focusing on crucifixion as its way of life. It's the martyr complex. It's the sacrificing. It's the everyone's guilty. uh, It's the punishment. It's the... You know, all of that stuff. And of course, Christians would say that the crucifixion is about Jesus, uh, dying and saving us from all of our sins. And on a level, on a level, you know, it, it really is possible that one person who truly is in alignment with God's source and really understands the principle that, uh, of innocence and the principle that everything According to God's source, has already been forgiven. Anybody who truly understands that uh, can understand that concept without having to believe that God would ask that one of its own children be crucified and martyred. But
0: that's always my point. You know, what God anywhere, in any belief system, in any <laughs> part of creation, would allow their only begotten son. To be crucified, it just doesn't and suffer make sense in such a way. It yes. doesn't make sense. That's certainly
1: not the God I know. It's not the God I, I know. I, I think, but though you could take the principle and say how we, I can, I can say how we cause our own suffering by our own beliefs, by our ideas of being separate from one another and non-cooperative, like we mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, that's a whole other, really, discussion, but to think that jesus was not crucified i mean we've seen in the records that he was not crucified and now here's a book that comes out that says he was not crucified okay so it really does have the potential to shift an archetype away from a collective archetype away from a martyr victim victimizer consciousness into a loving cooperative paradigm that we really need to I think
0: you've put your finger on it there Angel Rose and that has to be one of the best good news stories of all is that we're witnessing that collective change happening in people where they are questioning these age-old beliefs in fact we we met with somebody just the other day and they were born and reared devout Catholics and brought up in that Christian beliefs and you knew from talking to them initially how solid that was in terms of their the the way they phrased things and the references they made but lo and behold weren't they very open and willing to look at another possibility and realize that my god did I really believe that that grown men would actually teach this kind of thing that Humanity could go down this road and kill in the name of God. What what kind of belief did I attach myself to? You know. So we could see that
1: that in the child molestation, which is really going unpunished in a lot of. Anyway, that's another conversation. But I think it just brings the point, like you were saying, that it is important to question things. And you can certainly uh, love God. You can certainly acknowledge Jesus. In fact, I may have mentioned on this show, I was also raised Catholic. And uh, as a meditator, I was actually brought into all of those sacraments and seeing them as in their esoteric purpose and meaning. And that makes them quite different than what we're taught. Because they all have an inner, you know, in terms of the journey, to god realization all of those sacraments are actually mystical principles if you learn to know them at that level and that way you know i think what religions do is externalize a process that should really be internal you know and then you have you have people in authority who use it for their own benefit and control over people but i'm going to say that probably every religion in its mystical sense, does have some sort of divine truth in it. And I think they were actually, you know, originally, I think, they were meant to be internal processes, not external. Yes, yeah.
0: Well, certainly today it wasn't our intention to go religion bashing of any kind. It's just we tend to follow a thread of discussion. And in the last few minutes that we have, Angeros, do you want to see if there's any more Good news stories there that we can squeeze in.
1: There's one great one here. There's actually two. In Singapore, they have created solar-powered super trees made to collect rainwater. Now, not only are these visually beautiful, okay, um, it says they might look like something out of a futuristic science fiction movie, but believe it or not, these crazy structures actually exist and have been standing tall in Singapore for over a year now. See that, Super Supertree Grove is part of Singapore's Gardens by the Bay, a massive tract of reclaimed land. That's the other thing. People are reclaiming land, Ahano, and putting incredible food gardens in them. Uh, In fact, people are starting to replace lawns with gardens. You know, they're looking at landscaping very differently now, where... Before landscaping was designed just to make your yard look neat and pretty. Now people are actually designing landscapes that are all about growing food. And that is absolutely fantastic. We're seeing more and more of that and more and more more communities uh, bringing up community food gardens to feed their own. So again, it's solutions from the inside out. It's not solutions from governments. It's solutions from people taking their lives in their own hands, promoting their own survival, cleaning up their environment. Okay, anyway, so back to these uh, these solar-powered things that are fantastic. So they've taken a massive track of reclaimed land that the government has transformed into a giant garden. It's part of a larger effort to eventually turn Singapore from a garden city to a city in a garden with the goal to raise the residents' quality of life by enhancing the city's greenery. People have to look at these. They're absolutely stunning. The super trees are a stunning example of green architecture and are much more than just gigantic tree-shaped edifices. In addition to serving as vertical gardens, they're also designed to mimic the ecological functions of real trees. Each structure is outfitted with an array of Photovolactic cells that collect and store solar energy throughout the day. Power that's used to illuminate the garden when the sun goes down each night. Thanks to their unique shape, the trees also serve as rainwater collectives, collectors and help funnel water to fountain displays and irrigation systems. Isn't that amazing, Ahano? And of course, the bigger ones even have space for people you can get an aerial view of the gardens from a sky bridge attached to two of the larger trees and can even grab a bite to eat in the big 160 foot one. If you want to find out more, you can go to Gardens by the Bay to take a look at these. They're absolutely
0: beautiful. That is amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to finish and get Rose with my own little story real quick now where we on one of our beautiful sunny days in San Diego, we went to a public park. And there, many years ago, when the area was being settled and when the area was being developed, they they buried all the, the creeks, they, put, they piped all the surface water underground, and they uh, piped it all the way into the ocean. And what they were discovering was that a lot of that water was runoff from farms up uphill, and uh, it was, a lot of it was polluted and it was also poisoning the sea then where it entered into the, to the ocean. So what they decided to do about 12 or 15 years ago, and this was very far seeing in my opinion, they went to, wh- to the source of where they were first going underground and they closed off the pipe, thus allowing the water to flow back overground again like it used to do since the beginning of time. And what they found was that as that water flowed down through the creeks and valleys that it regenerated those areas and butterflies were coming back and bats were coming back and various wildlife was coming back into those areas. And they found that it completely and totally regenerated the neighborhoods and turned them into living parks where the people could actually come and enjoy and really, really be part of nature. And What they discovered then was that the water, by way of it flowing overground, was allowed to settle and sediment settle out of it and purify itself through the various layers of settlement that went on as it flowed on down towards the ocean. By the time it got to the sea, it was actually purified and they found that the level of pollution entering the sea was almost negligible. And I thought that's one of the most beautiful and amazing good news stories that I've heard in a long time. So that's that's vision, That's, that's courage, that's fantastic.
1: So a wake-up call is to, you know, our ecosystem and nature and how nature, you know, nature just knows what it's doing and we don't really need to be messing with it because just like you just said, it's amazing.
0: Okay, we have to leave it there. It brings us to the end of our show today. Remember, our group Akashic Records are online every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time at worldofempowerment.com. And... If you'd like to sponsor an episode or our series, do contact us at worldofempowerment.com and next week it could be you because if you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, do contact us and let us know. So until next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings and thank you for listening to myself, Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series and as we say in Ireland, slán agus Benocht de live go
1: Bye everyone, thank you.